The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. He was kissed by a rose on the grave. That was my seal. That was my seal. The look on his face got uh, Love that jam. It's a great jam. On Twitter at Debro underscore FF. Be over on the Fantasy Pros. And one of our bros, Izzy Debro, Izzy Derek Brown, don't matter. It's great takes. It's good talks. And we're going to have some fun getting through the wide receivers, wide receiver primer. Derek, what's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, besides jamming that as a guilty pleasure in the shower and singing to the top <laughs> of my lungs, um, it's good times, man. I mean, we're at the precipice of training camps. We got a little bit of news that kind of jolted things yesterday, which... I'm sure we're going to talk about some wide receiver situations, but I mean, yes, overall, sir. it's hot best ball season, baby. Like I so saw, I'm doing drafts and just trying to stay busy, man. Stacking those best balls up. You know, so we were just talking on the other side. We're going to get into all the things. Uh, obviously, you're going to hear Derek with uh, Andrew and with Pisa P over in Fantasy Pros, uh, all intertwining all of us with our, um, you know, our, our Fantasy uh, Pros connections here. So uh, make sure to check him out, find all the good stuff. But we were just talking about the Baker Mayfield thing. And, you know, Bogman brought up a really good point because I feel like a lot of the attention has already been on DJ Moore. And I think there's an overall consensus like, oh, my God, if there's anybody besides Sam Darnold, it's an up arrow. So we're kind of up arrowing DJ Moore in general, which I think is fine. I think he's an incredible talent. It it was really depressing to see how much he kind of fell off inconsistency some on his own and obviously just a disaster of a quarterback he was last year i mean he was coming on to be like a top five overall wide receiver if we had continued projecting on and there was actually you know good play it could happen but also the amari cooper situation as bogman said i don't feel like there's maybe enough attention on that on what a down arrow that's going to be if it's jacoby Brissett. obviously something awesome could happen like i was speculating maybe you know, a Jimmy Garoppolo trade when Deshaun Watson clearly gets suspended could be in the works. And that would be something really good for Amari Cooper. But uh, give us your your quick take on DJ Moore, Amari Cooper and anybody else that you think might take a really big or um, a big positive or negative uh, hit. I mean, honestly, I didn't really, I didn't touch DJ Moore's ranking. I already have him at like RB, I mean, a wide receiver 15, you know, so Same. there's a bunch of wide receivers above him that I, I either love their offenses, quarterback play, all these different things. He he falls in still in a realm where it, it's it's volume based and legitimately my, my, my biggest concern and the problem with bumping DJ Moore even higher into like the, the 10 to 12 range, get him up to like where he's a wide receiver one. We know the volume is there, but his red zone role has never been there. And I mean, right now, do I think that Carolina could be in the red zone more often? Sure. Does that mean that they're going to throw when they're in the red zone more often? Not necessarily. Like the most recent sample we have with Ben McAdoo, like one year he was fourth in red zone passing rate. The other year it was 20th. So it's like, which side of the coin do you get with that? I mean, we still got Christian McCaffrey there to soak up touchdowns. So I love DJ Moore, but honestly, this Baker news, it's really, I I feel like people are going to overweight this just a little bit too much. It's going to push him up the board and 
if you didn't get best ball exposure to him now, I don't know if I'm going to be chasing that up the ladder. Like I'm more likely going to take the wide receivers that fall down the board just a little bit as he goes rocketing up. So I, I love the man. I really do. I've always been on team, always DJ Moore, no matter what. But eh, I still see concerns. Something interesting, uh, taking a look at, uh, and we're going to actually do a little bit of focus on, and and I, I may actually just start turning us over to it. I don't want to dominate this or anything, Boggs, but if you go over to PFF has got a lot of, you know, fun tools and it's actually something that's going to garner a conversation here and expected stats have always been kind of a fun one. Uh, it's a baseball thing that we've been dealing with forever. We're talking about expected batting average. And most of those stats are kind of a, a more, it's the realistic, you know, the ERA to XFIP. They're kind of like, this is what it should be. There's always the should be. Factor. This is what it well, is. This is what it should be. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and football is actually was missing that for many years and it's come back. It's, it's a big thing now where it's been so big for baseball. My whole point of this is, and not to give away all their great stuff, but if you go over, they have a, a fantasy football research tool of expected points. And in that, they'll go, here's yards, you know, here's touchdowns, here's expected touchdowns, here's yards, here's expected yards. DJ Moore is the only wide receiver who had a thousand yards last year to have an expected 200 yards plus. No wide, so a better way to say it actually is no wide receiver had more expected yards who had a thousand yards than DJ Moore of all the wide receivers, a couple came close of 200 more expected yards. Uh, his total last year was 1,157. The expected yards were 1,370. It's the most by any wide receiver with a thousand yards. And those are the expected last year with those trash garbage quarterbacks. Not the Baker is and not a trash garbage that. quarterback, but mm -hmm. that's what the whole point is, right. is. You take where he was last year in the performance highest expected yards, and now you put in a perceivably serviceable quarterback, and that gets the juices flowing a little bit, right? Debra? How much better How much better is uh, Baker Mayfield than Sam Darnold is really the question here, right, Debro? Because you can have all those expected points and say, oh, well, Sam Darnold's trash. Now they get Baker. Baker's better. But this is, you know, as the kids would say, a mid-off, you know, these dudes are having a mid off. These are the Spider-Man meme. It's all that stuff. They're kind of the same to me. So I don't know how much more success he's going to have with Baker. Baker has only played behind pretty solid offensive lines too. Mm -hmm. And it is trash in Carolina. Dude's going to be running for his life. So better get them legs uh, churning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. Full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. I think Baker's a little bit more of an upgrade over Sam Darnold than maybe we're, we're kind of giving him credit here. I think... The problem when you look at Baker, and yeah, the, the offensive line is a big concern. I, I think Carolina's offensive line will be a little bit better than it was last year. 
question is how much, you know? Well, exactly. And then are they, can they at least get to league average or below league average? And that's, I mean, that's, that's a fine debate to have. The thing about Baker is that that kind of muddies some of the splits and things like that is like, he's dealt with so much injuries over the last two years. And when he's been healthy, we've seen a much, much different quarterback. Like, I think Baker tried to do what he needed to do for the team and tried to step forward and be a leader last year. And basically the team just on him because of it. Like, and, and this is not to say like, I'm not trying to be like a, a 100%, 1000% Baker apologist. But if you look at like before, not even when he injured his shoulder in week two, when he re-injured it in week, I think it was week six. So you have like a five game sample of like, okay, his shoulder might not have been 100%, but it wasn't totally just like, run through the damn cheese grater after week six weeks one through five it's a quarterback that was 14th in big time throw rate he was also seventh in yards per attempt and he was near the the top of the categories and a few other metrics that we should care about now after that he was god awful and this is all to say also in 2020 when he was healthy he was playing extremely well now how much of that carries over to carolina how much do we believe in ben mcadoo but i think in a vacuum I think Baker Mayfield is a much, much better quarterback than Sam Darnold, who has legitimately been terrible at every stop. People made yeah. apologies for him with Adam Gase, and they're like, okay, do we buy in? Do we, is it all just Gase? And then I was one of those last people. Year, I thought he was I, much better than I mean, than I was played. high. Yeah. I, I wasn't so much higher on him last year, but I was like, it's a better system. He's got better skill players. He's it actually got skill players, you know? So I was like, I, I could see some upside. Now, how much upside was fair to question, but, you know, we saw Sam Darnold. It's like, regardless of Sam Darnold thinking that he's still one of the better quarterbacks in the league, which is, you know, good luck for you, Sam. Um, <laughs> he, I, I think there's a bigger upgrade here than we're maybe giving it credit for. But we, you marry all these other parts of piece, like y'all both mentioned here, offensive line, the system, Outside of CMC and DJ Moore, what do you have well, left yeah. for skill players? CMC gets mm. hurt. I mean, you know, he oh, yeah. Baker's always had those running backs too. So if that, CMC that, that's hurt, yeesh. that's part of where I was going to go with this is like, isn't there a temptation though when you take a look at like, all right, you had really really high end early success with DJ Moore, the team just fell apart as the quarterback fell apart. You see one of the bigger discrepancies of expected stats. I mean, he was also projected technically over 50% more touchdowns. He had, I think, was it yeah. four last year? And they projected him, uh, this is, again, PFF, projecting over six. So that's an over 50% push on touchdowns. And a mm -hmm. 200, again, you're closing in on 20% um, added production on receiving yards. So take those things into consideration where his success was last year and that garbage quarterback on expected stats. Now, put on what you just said, a capable quarterback and a healthy running back that reestablishes the offense to kind of change the vibe of it with this healthy, more successful quarterback. Isn't the temptation out there when you say, I didn't really move DJ Brown and DJ Moore, isn't it kind of there? Don't, don't you feel the temptation of the upside of DJ Moore? Or do you think you do need to build in? Is that part of why this is? Because I think we've built a lot of amazing points for DJ Moore, but do you go, well, this still is the Panthers. The offense is still in question. The offensive line is still in question. C uh, CMC obviously owns the uh, dominance as far as the work share goes. Is Are those the things that keep you off from saying, hey, DJ Moore, top 10 wide receiver this year? I think it's a few different things. I think that the expected points is is all real. and and I, but, but I go back to he's going to pop in a lot of those regression models because of the volume, and he has never gotten the touchdowns. And then the volume's been so inefficient because of the bad quarterback play. So I, I understand why he pops in those models because he should. But if the touchdowns don't, and we've seen multiple quarterbacks, multiple systems, and he still has never been used in the red zone. So it's kind of like you also parse between how much of that is the team isn't in the red zone a ton, which I went back yesterday because on Twitter you get in these conversations. You're like, mm, let me go look. Carolina was bottom of the league in red zone attempts per game, but you you go back to the two previous years, they were basically middle of the pack. And yet DJ Moore didn't have any type of red zone role. Like he was legitimately not great as far as the volume he saw there. Now, maybe that changes. The, the thing that I have about DJ Moore is that could he get there? Sure. But I think with the quarterback changing, 
you're going to see him rise in ADP. You're going to see him rise in everybody's ranks. And for me, the big question is, am I going to chase the ADP climb? And yeah. for me, I feel like if you're playing a median range of outcomes, not the 1% range where he goes for 1,400 yards, he gets like six, seven, eight touchdowns. Heck, even more, maybe more, who knows? If we're playing the median range of outcomes, it's still probably somewhere in the high-end wide receiver two territory and not where I think his ADP is going to go because, and this is not to say, like, I talked about Baker being a better quarterback, but the problem is, is I think a lot of this is going to get either overweighted or just you're going to see the the market correct on DJ Moore in the sense that he is going to go up the board. And I'm a little bit less inclined to chase him up the board when I feel like his median range of outcomes is probably a shade below that. And, well, and when you look at the guys ahead of him, th there's just mm -hmm. like those guys ceilings are all higher. Everybody, uh, yep. it, when you look when you look above him, so it's just like he's already at the highest cost he can be to me. And you and I both have him only one spot, but we're ahead of ECR. Uh, but the ECR is going to change, and I feel like you're right, Debro. We will end up being below because we have him as a high end wide receiver too. I mean, it'll be interesting it, to see because he is 18 on ADP as far as fantasy pros go. So a consensus ADP across multiple platforms. He's actually the 18th wide receiver, ESPN being the highest, and maybe they've adjusted the earliest at 14. There's a couple, I think it was like Sleeper or FFC is at 20, uh, 21, a lot of 17s across the board. So the ADP is not actually caught up to where rankers are going, but as rankers potentially decide to move him up, ADP will generally follow, and it where, becomes a, a bigger discussion. Where do y'all see him going? Because I think he's going to end up being wide receiver 12 or 13. When it's all said and done, I think he's going to be there. And you, maybe you have people that take a little bit bigger of a stance and he's a little bit higher, like wide receiver 10, but that, that's kind of where I see him going. And right now, like above DJ Moore, I've got obviously the, the top tier guys. I've got Cooper cup, Justin Jefferson, chase Adams, Diggs, lamb, Brown Evans. And then you kind of get into the second tier, which I I've think got a, we're going to push him there. And I got one for you because I think okay. I see it. I think I can see it when I'm looking at here because I okay. agree that there's there's these tier blocks where it's like there's no chance, there's no chance. You're not gonna you know you're not gonna take DJ Moore over Mike Evans at this point. But I think I see the name, which is interesting. On ADP again, I'm taking a look at ADP PPR scoring on Fantasy Pros. If people want to know what I'm looking at on a consensus, Jalen Waddle, the 13th, Jalen Waddle. You obviously come into this quarterback situation with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle versus DJ Moore. How That's does that hilarious. parse out for you? That is that it's it's crazy, and you're not staring at my ranks. We're not comparing notes here, but literally right now in my rankings, I've got DJ Moore wide receiver sixteen. I've got Jalen Waddle wide receiver seventeen. Yeah, so, I have uh, DJ Moore at fifteen, and I have Waddle at thirteen. So, see, yeah. I mean, and I think that's the line, like you, deeper, because yep. you, you fantastically brought up the idea of where do you get push? Where can you push? And if you look at ADP, I still think there's other, like the Pittman, McLaurin, Metcalf, yep. these are all guys that are above. They're all kind of in question. I think you can make arguments. Waddle is that line, though. I think Waddle represents, as far as ADP on Fantasy Pros go, that line where people are going to go, DJ Moore, Waddle, what side? Obviously, in a full PPR platform. Waddle seems really exciting, except with the advent of Tyreek Hill coming in. So you just kind of answered that. And I think you have the answer to that. And I suspect 13 right there at Waddle, as far as fantasy pros ADP goes, is probably that line. Well, and, and I'm looking at my ranks right now. Like I could see him getting up to like wide receiver nine through 13. I've got Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Pittman, Sutton, Mike Williams. I could see him, honestly, if we get like, peak training camp hype we get a few like baker bombs during the during camp and stuff like that <laughs> God, i could baker see him bombs. getting up right behind deep debo samuel like wide receiver 11 i could see him getting that high sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. 
the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Me. Not me. And see, that's where I agree with you. The chase then is really, really difficult. Because I I'm all i you know, Bogman was one of the first people I've known that was a big DJ Moore guy. And then Draft. it took a little bit. Yeah, it took a little bit for DJ Moore to catch up. And he did, and he's an incredible talent. And, you know, I remember watching him early on in this season and some of the stuff that guy does, it's elite level wide receiver mm-hmm. stuff, but he would show his own inconsistencies and that offense would show it. If there are, consi- if there are high inconsistencies in that offense, I think he can succeed, but to chase it over the floor upside of guys like Debo or even a Mike. I, I just, I don't think I could do that. So that's where no, I agree with yeah. you is I don't think I could chase. I think Damn. my cap is outside of wide receiver one, right outside of wide receiver one is I think the place that makes a lot of sense. And Debo, this, this brings in a really interesting thing, at least in my mind that I would love to get your take on. So we were having this conversation on one of the live streams we did over on our Twitch and we were talking a lot of gambling and we got into future bets. And our friend uh, John Legaza had brought up just the the conversation around analytics, and we were talking analytics in football. Now Bogman and I, you know, we dabble in baseball, a little bit of dabble in baseball, as people may know. And FanGraphs has you know been a huge part of it. Really heavy baseball analytics have kind of always been a thing. They've intertwined for many many years. That was not the case with football. Football really hasn't always had that, and it's slowly kind of in, refining itself. And PFF has pushed that forward. To now a point, what I find interesting is most conversations around it sound like baseball now. It is heavily weighted in projective, uh, expected analytical stats of air yards. We're talking projected stuff. And that is something very new. And I'm curious at your take of how successful and the rate of success you think some of these are actually showing, because I don't think we have a track record, enough of a track record where these, you know, like, like air yards at this point, even you could take a couple seasons. Do you feel like a couple seasons of this being more mainstream really tells the full story where we talk solely in analytical information about these guys? I mean, you don't hear yards anymore. I really don't hear mm-hmm. yards a whole lot. And I also find it fascinating that it is so heavily weighted on wide receivers alone. Wide receivers seem to take up 60 to 70% of the analytical talk. So I would love to get your take as someone, you know, you definitely are a driving force of all of this really great new content. And I think, you know, you have been a pretty deep diver. You and Erickson actually specifically are two guys that I hear a lot of analytics come out of. Do you think it is all predictive enough and there's enough data behind it to kind of solely talk in those analytics? Oh, I definitely do. Um, just shouting out uh, uh, somebody else in the industry who did a fantastic study on this. And um, Hayden Winks over at Underdog did a, an awesome study looking back over which stats matter, which stats do not matter as far as analytics. I love that. I love those things. Projecting. Um, and you can still Google this. It's it's wide receiver stats that matter. And he went through and looked at R-squared values, all that kind of good stuff. A lot of our our base uh things it, it, a lot of this and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll go this from macro down a lot of simpler stats go back to the same conversation and it's really 
what people need to take away from all of this when you're talking about running backs wide receivers all this is that volume is king a lot of this all goes back to volume is king now how you go through that and you're building your conversations around volume uh, specifically with wide receivers and in hayden's article i want to say the top two predictors were fantasy points per game receiving yards per game which i thought was interesting because I've woven that. If you look at any of my articles on fantasy pros uh, on, on the podcast, I bring that up as well because it's a really it's it's a broad stat. But honestly, there's a huge correlation between that and wide receiver production. Now you go deeper into a lot of the other analytics, and this all goes back to volume because we talk about targets the per th- game. You talk Big about one. targets, but the getting deeper into the weeds is that wide receivers earn volume based off of talent and efficiency. And I I always throw this statement out and and, and it's tried and true. It's been recycled a lot is that targets are earned. And when people talk about target shares and vacated targets and all this other kind of crap, it's like if the wide receivers on that depth chart don't have the ability because they are talented to earn targets, then your vacated targets and all that kind of doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't matter as much because it'll get watered down. The target share of Devontae Adams is not just going to automatically go to one receiver. It could get watered down between three people, four people, if nobody's good enough to step up. So, I the, a lot of the different things that I look at as far as efficiency, I'll, I mean, obviously, we all look at target shares, weighted opportunity for wide receivers. If you get deeper in the weeds, it's targets per route run. So when the wide receivers are actually on the field running a route, because I don't give a damn their snap counts. I care about routes per drop back. And that, because I don't care if he's out there run blocking. I don't care. I don't care. And people, and this really comes up into my mind. Like last year when, when people were like, I got a lot of start sick questions on AJ Brown. And they're like, he's, he's playing like 60% of the snaps. Can I play him? And I'm like, yeah, you could play him. You should start him as confidently as you should in any other week because his snaps are at 60, 60%, 65%. His his routes run per drop back were still in the 80s to 90% range. So all the Tennessee Titans were doing were saying, we don't give a shit if you run block. Don't care about that. We care about it when we're going to pass the ball that you're on the field. So a lot of the deeper things I look at is targets per route run, yards per route run, as well as a few other different types of efficiency metrics like yards such a catch per reception because you also get into these volume stats in terms of targets and yak. And some of those things are also volume driven. That's why I, I don't look at, or at least I don't talk a lot about like missed tackles forced for wide receivers or running backs that, or yeah. yak because th- yeah. those are also volume as well. Your missed tackles force guys at the wide receiver and the running back position. Missed tackle force percentage is yes, more what you're looking for. You need for. to look yeah. at like what guys are doing on a per touch or route basis. And that's going to illuminate to you like how talented are they? And I think a lot of these things that we, we get caught in our in our, our Twitter bubble or our bubble of like like-minded nerds in this. But I think the general consensus is there is still a lot of education that we can do to help people become better fantasy gamers because there are a lot of players and you'll see these discrepancies. And yes, I I rank aggressively on certain players, but part of that is, is because I want people above consensus on players that I think are incredibly talented and I want you to get them in your drafts. Now, some of those are a little bit different and how I'm projecting offenses or these players talent and their opportunity in certain offenses versus the field. But I, I and also rank versus ADP is a big part of that too. Deep yep. You can rank a guy high and know that you don't have to take him at that spot yeah. because that's not where he goes. See, so. you know, absolutely. Let me, let me throw this in too, because there's something interesting that's happening here uh, with this. And I love talking with you, Derek is, you're not answering the question how I thought you would answer. You're answering it in a fantastic way, but you're doing something that is it's not necessarily my point, but you're not 
really talking necessarily about expected stats. You're very not baseball talky right now. You're being very logical. Mm -hmm. You're talking in, I think, a very good critical way I think people should look at. And and again, I'm not being anti-anything, by the way. Uh, though there, I think there are people that talk exclusively in one or two things, which I think is a little bit wrong at times. But if you get there, you get there. But what's funny, and, and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm uh, seeing this incorrectly, but you are not talking in an expected stats way. You're talking in a very analytical breakdown of the game instead of talking about air yards and expected. I mean, there's a little bit of route run, but again, that's also just telling you what the game, that, that's a probability standpoint of what you're talking about. You're just saying, Hey, listen, okay. He's only playing 60% of the percent of the snaps, but you know, this is like 60% of the time it works a hundred percent of the time, you know, that type of thing you're saying, yes, he's not out there all the time. Since we're talking about is, sex Panthers here. Yeah. You know, this, you AJ Brown, new nickname, AJ Brown, sex Panther. That's his new nickname. AJ Moore should time, be every time. Oh, but, yeah, we, but, and look, are there t-shirts out there? I will absolutely buy an AJ Brown as the sex Panther. We need that to continue. We, absolutely. But, but, Give me a tank but, top. But see, that was kind of when hopefully you understand what I'm getting at is Mm -hmm. I think there's a a couple different ranges of this, but I I felt like things have moved very rapidly in a little beyond what you're talking about Mm -hmm. into this high end expected stat territory of expected points. And you're getting into the air yards and then the air yards that what I mean, I'm forgetting the other one. There's like air yards for catches. Yeah, like. You're not so much living in the expected stat territory where mm-hmm. I hear people exclusively talk. So I just want to commend you because I think you're you're looking at it from a wide spectrum, which I think is the way to do it. I use all the tools hear, in the toolbox. Is and you don't hear people mm-hmm. necessarily talk about all those tools. I think no. we are so looking for the next way the next edge to get ahead that people will jump into certain territories and i i literally hear people only cite air yards and i'm like i think you're missing the point on on all of this and i didn't mean to bring up dj Moore and talk about expected yards in a way to prove a point it's just Mm -hmm. let's take a look at all of these and if you use them all in the right conjunction you can get to the right place and that's what you're doing i think it was an interesting way you answered that because i was expecting to hear a, a few more of the you know, the, the PFF wants to call them the premium tools, some of the more premium stuff, but points per you game. Look, well, yeah, you can those look are good. Area you can look at and things like that. And I think it's interesting, but th- where I think we kind of get into some of the noise and some of those things is that how are you projecting that? Because you can't just take it as a one for one and say, oh, this is his area. People will get stuck on one stat too. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, this is my stat. This is the one I look at and use the most. I like it. Yeah. Like well said. The way you're presenting is look at all of these and take them all as small points, not as uh, yard per out run is my guy, and that's what I'm using, and that's it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You want to punch me right now, but you won't. Why don't you punch me in the face? Punch me in the face! Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my in this league. Well, in the 
other thing about it is, I, I, I guess the, the, the broader brushstroke here that I want to illuminate for people is that this all comes back to talent. And how are you, how are you diagnosing how talented a player is outside of just broad counting stats? Because counting stats can lie. And I know that we're not doing this yet enough in this space because I get so much pushback about certain players that it's not a sexy name. We're going to talk about some of these guys, um, but it's not a sexy name. So it's like, why the hell do you have him ranked as a top 36 wide receiver or the buzz players? It's like, why do you have them lower? And it's like the way that I'm looking at like where they are in their careers for where their talent level is, their ability to earn targets, and what the overall complexion of the offense looks like, I think looking at last year and trying to one-for-one, or not not, not even necessarily one-for-one, like 75% range of that and project that forward is, it's not necessarily the way that you need to be approaching it. Because yes, sometimes you're going to get it right. And the complexion of that offense, the system, the talent, all those things... Sure, they, they can run it back. A, a wide receiver can run it back next year. But a lot of times, that's not the case. And we're reading tea leaves on players, and it's like, there are things in this diagram that can change. And if they do change, and you're ahead of the field, you're overweight in best ball, things like that, like, are you going to gain the edge that I'm trying to help you gain in fancy? And how does that help you? I mean, just going back to this, and and, and I'll, I'll, I'll stay on this before we, you know, obviously we need to transition to something else. But this is one of the reasons I was so heavy on Cooper Cup last year. And yes, I'll take my victory lap on it. But I was huge <laughs> on him. And people were like, well, what about Robert Woods? And I was like, I, I'm not crapping on Robert Woods. Like, I don't think that he is just a bum. But if you look deeper about it, we were dealing in recency bias. For a player like Cooper Cup, who his efficiency stats were still fantastic, but he was coming off of an ACL, things of that nature. And you also pair that with a player like Robert Woods, where the efficiency stats, although the counting stats and his fantasy production hadn't caught up with this, the efficiency stats were telling you that Robert Woods was a player that was slowing down slowly. He, he was getting there. He was His play was degrading a little bit as far as his efficiency and so if that's the case, one guy is holding his efficiency or I think it bounces back versus a player that was downgrading in that efficiency metric. If that that paradigm flips and Cooper Cup got outscored by Robert Woods in the previous season, if it flips and even if it flips in a massive way, what does that do for us in fantasy? And we saw that play out even before the ACL last year. I would. It's, um, you can almost copy and paste that to my little victory lap of Debo Samuel over Ayuk, which was not popular yep. last year. Boggs, and yeah, it was my. You know, my big push was Debo, and you could see everything. You know, behind the scenes. I mean, the one of the best guys and uh, players in general, I want to say wide receivers, one of the best NFL players mm -hmm. in yards uh, after catch, the ball gets in his hands and he makes stuff happen. And Not he was a primary target for little kids. <laughs> no, that, no. So. Did you see he commented <laughs> on that too? I feel bad. I feel bad for him. He got a couple of wide receivers were uh, jumping to his defense. All right, before we get to the verses, because we are going to have Bogman versus Debro here in some ranks in a second. <laughs> Debro, I want to get your primer here for just a second. Your primer for how you're approaching. You know, we did the running back episode. We had our boy Jake Celion. We sit, we talk about, hey, this is Jake's approach. He wants two wide receivers in the or two running backs in the first three picks. That's how he wants to do it. Obviously, there's lots of different ways to go with running backs. Wide receivers, mm -hmm. kind of the same thing goes. I would like to get your primer on the general range that you are going to approach and maybe even if you are building a perfect scenario of wide receiver to round. So you could theoretically say, you know, okay, hey, give me the eighth pick. I get, you know, Cooper Cup, and then in the third round, I take this guy and I get this guy. Your perfect wide receiver situation, but first telling us how you want to approach your drafting of wide receivers in a given draft. So a lot of this comes down to obviously draft position and how the board is falling to you. We we all know that. I'm not I'm not illuminating anything crazy for anybody. But in a lot of my drafts, <clears throat> I'm approaching it one of two ways. If I'm just going to zoom out and kind of give a, a blanket statement here, is that in a lot of my drafts, I'm going with um, running back, depending on who's there. A lot of them 
is running back, running back in the first two rounds, or I'll go running back in the first round and then start hammering wide receivers, depending on how the board is falling, depending on the running backs that are available to me there. So in many of my drafts, and I, you know, I, I put out best ball exposure tweets and stuff. People could see like many of my drafts are running back, running back, and then I'm hammering wide receivers for the next let's say like rounds three through six, depending on yeah, who's there. Love it. Um, if there are some dead zone backs that I love and the dead zone this year is it's, it's a term that gets, gets really recycled a lot and people talk about it, but the dead zone this year is not like the dead zone of last year, the year before there are a lot of talented and young running backs that are in really, really good situations. And that ADP has not caught up to them yet where you can get Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, Cam Akers, off the top of my head in the third and fourth round of drafts right now, those guys that are young and ascending and could not only are they in good offenses, but are, can be extreme target earners in the passing game, which we, we all love. Those are the guys that buck that trend for me, just naming off a few names that I will, if they fall to me and say, I've got, you know, depending on also your league settings, whether it's to start two wide receivers versus three wide receivers, you know, do I lean with one of those guys? And then I'm just going to piecemeal the wide receiver position together um, is also an approach to take. But I guess like to, to wrap a bow on this, most of my approach is running back, running back or running back in the first round. And then I'm going to hammer wide receivers for the next three to four rounds. Um, maybe, yeah three to four rounds and if elite tight end or running back that I love happens to fall to me, then I'll grab them in that slew of players. So, okay. So let's pretend I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a pick you have, and I'm looking at ADP. So I'll, uh, I'm looking at overall fantasy pros ADP to do with this. Let's just build a quick, perfect scenario for you. You have the fifth pick, the fifth pick in the draft. So your call, you kind of know the general consensus First, uh, first round, are you going to take your, you know, you can take Derrick Henry in this situation. Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, or are you going to go with one of the high-end wideouts? Um, so it, it, people are, I think this is going to correct a little bit, but um, people are still insane. And you'll see Christian McCaffrey fall to the fifth pick every now and then. Um, if he is there, uh, we, Jonathan Taylor will never get there. But if no. Christian McCaffrey is there, I will take him. Um, outside of him, I'm probably falling in my top tier of guys, or at least the tip top uh, of my wide receivers. And that's one of cup Jefferson or chase. Okay. So you're making bets. Yeah. Let's say you get cup. Okay. So fifth round pick a fifth overall pick. You take Cooper cup. You come back down. I believe this would be the uh, 20th pick in the draft. And now where are you going? You're going running back. It is. So it depends on if, if, uh, and, and I'm looking at my ranks right now, if one of the guys that I have in say the, the, the mid teens falls to me, um, like Saquon's there, um, ADP then, says it will be so Saquon if is Saquon's there. there I'll take Saquon. If Saquon okay. is not there, I'm likely pushing the buck because you're looking at the top end range of wide receivers. That I love, like I have Mike Evans at 21st overall. Um, I'm happy going with him. Um, you would double you know, tap wide out. I would double tap. It kind of depends on what running backs and how the board's falling now. And I'm looking at my ranks and I've got some wide receivers that are, if you do double tap wide out, see bro, who are your, like, who are your dream scenario running backs? And then like, what is your bottom? Like I would settle with this. So let's say you go wide receiver, wide receiver, you get mm-hmm. cup, you get Evans. Now your next two running backs. Give me like, I really hope this falls, but if it goes this way, it would be acceptable. I think that in, depending on the draft room, like I was just talking about acres, Brees hall. Like I have no problems going wide receiver, wide receiver. And then in the third and fourth round, turning right back around and going acres, basically two of acres, Brees hall, Travis Etienne, And sometimes you will see Javante Williams fall into that range. Cool. Um, Not on my if board. He, it, well, I <laughs> no, have no, him no, ranked similar. Like I got, I got him at 29th overall. Like I have him right behind Acres and Brees. I have him in, in that range. Like he could easily be an RB one this year. But if 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 I can get two out of those four guys, I'll happily go running back, running back in the next two rounds. So then, uh, let, before we end it, so let's just say in the hypothetical, because mm-hmm. if we're going by ADP, you're going to get Saquon. 
So let's say you went Cup and Saquon. So come okay. back in the third round, which would be pick third. 20, it's like one of those 29, 29 of those running backs or is there yeah. a wide receiver? That's so where are we going now? Because you're not, you don't have Javante Williams. The guys in this general area could be there. I would, we could allow Mike AJ Brown, Keenan Allen, James Connor, Dave Montgomery, Cam Akers. Um, maybe Evans is possibly there. Probably not, but you have cup and you have Barkley third pick is, is it acres or is it, let, uh, let's say Evans is there. Is it Evans or acres knowing you have one wide out one running back? Um, I'm probably going with, with, and the, some of this depends on where the wide receivers are at too. You know, like if Evans falls there, I'll probably go with Evans. Cause I think that he presents a similar floor, maybe a little bit higher ceiling case. This also comes back to like, are those other running backs still in the board? Like, can I bypass acres and get one of these other guys with my next pick? Yeah. Um, because I think you do see in some ranking sets, like Brees Hall is still way too far down in people's rankings. Yeah, so is Walker. I, Walker's down there. I think uh, depending on whose rankings you're looking at, Travis Etienne is still too damn low. Um, so part of this kind of depends on the room. I think straight up in a vacuum, I would take Evans. I would I would adamantly take AJ Brown over Acres in that spot. I think. I think AJ Brown has wide receiver one overall upside. I really, well, I think really that's do. the I, Evans would be there, but if Brown is a guy Brown uh, again, and just following ADP just for funsies here, mm -hmm. AJ Brown is the 28th player on ADP. He's behind Evans. So I think in this scenario you've built, you will get AJ Brown in the third and ETN oh, and acres are both in the forties uh, and Brees yep. Hall. So you would get your choice in the fourth round of one of those players. Yep. If it is between ETN uh hall and who the hell were we talking about etn hall and acres um mm -hmm. well acres i think is going to go quite a bit earlier if it's etn and hall where are you going um straight up uh, i mean it, if it's a ppr league i'll go etn okay. um because i think he's going to catch a lot more passes like I, I still think that i've talked about it before i think etn is this year's deandre swift i think it's a it's it's a rough looking offense i think he's going to garner a ton of volume um, he could challenge Kirk for the the team lead in targets, and I don't think that's crazy to say. I think that opens up. I think that gets people a good idea. You're wanting to know. I mean, hey. t tell me this, guys. We just just the scenario we just laid out. Who is hating a team that would start Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Saquon Barkley, and one of Etn or Brees Hall? I think Bogman I, would hate a little bit because of some of the risk, but I love it. I love no, the upside. If that I, is a if neat I team. walk out of that after the first four rounds, I'm doing backflips, baby. Like I'm loving life. Now, I, I I would like that team too. It makes me a little queasy not taking running back side, but uh, I'll, I'll get through it. I'll take. Yeah, you got Saquon and Etienne. I think yeah. you would be you. Your stomach would be queasy with Etienne as your second back. Though I, I could hear you I already think complaining. So. I could hear you complaining. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba -ba. 
Chris Welsh said you were coming. What else did he say? He said you were the best in the Parsec. Scott Bogman, former Imperial Sharpshooter. That's not saying much. I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Please excuse his lack of decorum. In this league, this is the way. Stop touching things. Oh, you're already <laughs> I guess. I guess if you say. Uh, you're already uh, complaining. I can't. There's no way Saquon. The end. You were so concerned with the injury stuff to have Saquon and Etienne. You wouldn't like. Yeah, but Etienne had Liz Frank. Like that's over with. That's okay. fine. He doesn't. Uh, it's not a recurring injury. He had the surgery. He took the appropriate amount of time off. He's fine. Saquon's your risk, but you know, I I love Saquon. Uh, so uh, Debro and I are probably the highest people in the industry on Saquon. Where are you so, at, Boggs? Where do you have him? Because I have him at RB. I think I just bumped him up. I think I have him at R. I had him at RB seven. I think I just bumped him to RB six. Uh, I have Saquon right now at. I mean, I have him at, at RB thirteen still, but I have uh, Javante. I'm the highest person. I have Javante yeah. at eight. And, and I'm I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. We're we're flipped in that aspect. I think I have Javante at like RB. 13, it's somewhere 14. around 13, 14, 15, somewhere like a mid RB2, high end RB2. Um, so we're, we're flipped on that. Like, I I think Saquon can crush. I think the Giants are going to have a top 10 run blocking line this year. I think they're going to be awesome. Yeah. You're- and my, my, my concern for ETN would be more like how quickly does James Robinson come back? Because Robinson, I'm really is, Robinson. is a, a featured back. Like, he can take the whole role, oh, yeah. but ETN is too. So, how are they going to split those two? That, that and and that's kind of where I come back. Like, I'm like, everybody's talking about how fast and what Cam Akers looked like last year. We need to roll that over to James Robinson. At, honestly, maybe a little bit more of that. Like, I don't think we see a really, truly effective or healthy version of James Robinson this year. So I think ETN, people aren't ready for Achilles injuries to only take a year. Uh, like it blows yeah. people's minds that, that that's possible. So people sitting yeah. back wondering uh, who are the rest of the guys? Who are all the guys that Devo wants? Well, Let's get some uh, debating going on here. Uh, we're going to look through. We'll do some burning through on uh, Bogman and Devro's biggest rank differentials. It's going to have some deeper ones, and we'll do it right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 